Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week 8, day 5 of our study of 1st and 2nd Timothy. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2nd Timothy 2, 22-26. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Before we get started, if you would like to support the 10-Week Bible Study, please consider purchasing some of the books we have for sale. I really do want to encourage you to think about leading a group of people around you through God's Word. It really will change lives. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word, not just more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Timothy 2, starting in verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. <clears throat> I teach students on a regular basis, and, and I've told them, you know, Paul teaches in, in 2 Timothy, David talks about this. It's all throughout scriptures. we got to flee the evil desires of youth. There's something about being young, and it's it's this time when we're, we're stretching and pushing on the boundaries and seeing what we can get away with versus what's right. And, and it's just this, this war of flesh within us, right? There's, there's hormones and there's all of these things going on. And again, Paul and David and so much of scripture acknowledges this, this reality. Because it seems like we're at, at maximum sinfulness in, in those youthful years. Now, that's not to say that as we get older, we, we don't have the propensity and opportunity to sin, but it, it seems like in, in youth, all of the opportunities are there and young people don't always make the best decisions with that. And so Paul's acknowledging that and he's saying all of those desires, it's not like they just go away when you're not young anymore. It's like sometimes some of the opportunities just don't present themselves as often as, as when you're young. Paul's telling Timothy and us, flee those things. Flee them. Flee all of those evil desires and pursue righteousness faith, love, and peace. This is, this is, he's basically saying that the, the evil desires, they come naturally, and these things are things that we have to chase after. Righteousness, faith, love, and peace. We got to chase after that stuff. So be intentional about that. It's not just going to happen. You got to be, you got to do this on purpose. Verse 23, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because they know, you know, they only produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. This is something that Paul has said over and over and over again in First and Second Timothy. Don't have anything to do with stupid arguments. Like, don't get into, don't just, don't do it. And in over and over in First Timothy, we looked at it in Paul's recommendation to Timothy is if you want to be a good pastor, you want to be a good leader in the church, be boring. Be boring. Don't get into quarrels. Don't get into fights. Don't get don't get into battles over words. Don't do that. Don't be high drama. Don't be high stress. Just be even. Be boring. Here again, he's saying the the best pastors, the best leaders are boring. They're kind to everyone. They're not resentful. I mean, these are all of the things that our culture very highly values. 
being resentful, being quarrelsome. They make for really good TV. And, and it's just how so many people live in that kind of drama. And Paul's saying to Timothy, don't, don't go there. Just don't, don't be that. Don't live in that high drama lifestyle. It's not the lifestyle that God has called us to as leaders in the church or as anybody in the church for that matter. Verse 25, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. This seems so countercultural to what we experience. Now, social media has turned even the great believers at times into the opposite of this. I have seen so many times Christian and church leaders not being uh, a gentle instructor on social media, uh, being vicious and, and mean and nasty because someone is their opponent and, and they're saying ugly things and it just escalates, right? And that's what gets clicks. That's what people like to, to watch in on when you see these kind of fights going on in social media platforms. People love to watch that. It's a train wreck that you can't look away from. Paul's telling Timothy, don't be that. Don't do that. Be gentle with them because the hope is not that we're right, not that we can win an argument. <clears throat> what does winning the argument matter for their eternal soul? Who cares if you win an argument with them? And they spend an eternity in hell. Good job? No. No. That's not what we want. We want them to come to repentance. We want them to know God for all eternity. There's going to be so many times over the course of eternity. People, if we follow this advice, people will come to us. For real. People will come to us in eternity. Say, thank you. Thank you for losing that argument. I'm here now because you didn't have to win. Thank you for being gentle with me. I'm here now because you were gentle instead of treating me the way that I deserved based on how I treated you. The Lord's going to look at you one day. I really appreciate that you lost that argument for the sake of their eternal soul. When Jesus looks you in the eyes, he says, it matters to me that you lost that argument for the sake of their eternity. There'll be nothing else in all of eternity in that moment that made more sense than you right here now losing the argument the sake of being gentle with them. Now, how to do that on social media, especially if you're addicted to it, it might just be that you have to turn it off for a while or forever so that at least you can be gentle with people in person. What they found is, is that people that are jerks online, it's not that they're keyboard warriors and they wouldn't be that way in person. <laughs> Actually, they go hand in hand. Is that the people that tend to be jerks online tend to act that way in person as well. 
Um, not a hundred percent of the time, but there's a pretty high correlation. What nobody knows, I haven't been enough research yet because I haven't all been around long enough yet. Is is that does that being that keyboard warrior on social media and and being nasty and mean and spiteful? Does it actually turn you into a more spiteful and mean person in real life? I have a feeling that it does. Those things are defiling to our souls and wherever we do them doesn't matter. It, it defiles us and it turns us into that kind of person. So we have to reject that. We have to, we have to go the way of gentleness, and peace and love um, so that people will be led to repentance for all eternity. Pray that you and I and the church in the West will choose to do that more and more. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.